You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to another episode of an ACC podcast and somehow uh, the ACC still exists after uh, a very bloody, bloody weekend. And I didn't know that I could think of anyone better to help me recap said weekend uh, than Stephen Muma from Packing the Pack, who... Uh, who who certainly understands how to uh, how to how to deal with adversity, right? Oh God, I said adversity like as if yeah. that's I I Drink did the coach. icky football thing. That's terrible. Yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um and I you know I, I I hate that this has become a thing that I'm doing right now, but it has become kind of a thing so far in this podcast where I'm having on um one of if not the most um hey guys what happened uh loser of the weekend uh that yeah. would, would have been boston college but y'all certainly qualify to um we can get to boston college but we might as well just get to nc state uh right off the bat steven so uh what happened i, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> what, i watched I the mean... whole thing and i don't know i don't know it was very confusing very confusing uh one thing certainly you could say uh given that the over under was nearly hit by west virginia by itself uh, oh my it was, god Unexpected result on Saturday. Unexpected, but man, what a what a disaster across the board! Just from coaching to play calling to effort to execution to just what can you say that went well? I don't know. They, I give them credit. You know, State did fight back in that first half. It, the, I think the final score is a little misleading. Um, certainly, State didn't play well, but uh, man, that was uh, surprising. Surprising to make West Virginia look that good. Yeah, and I mean, you you had this. I'm not picking on the headline because I love the headline. Um, you know, mentioning West Virginia's entrails. Uh, you know, leading into the game, and I mean, I was reading about West Virginia going into it, and they were Neil Brown was saying they couldn't even evaluate the quarterback play because the line was that bad against Missouri. And yeah, Missouri's good, but I don't know that Missouri and State are in such different classes that like suddenly. Uh, suddenly things are going to be way, way different. I know State was missing some guys. Uh, James Smith-Williams didn't play. Nate McLeod out yet again. But I don't understand. Like, and then you have somebody on your defensive staff that was just at West Virginia. Just so many things to be confused about from a defensive perspective. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, like you said. I mean, it, it, they did not have a lot up front and going into this season in general. And then uh, news breaks on early Saturday that they've got a couple of guys sitting out. One of those guys was one of their few experienced offensive linemen coming into this season. Uh, one of the few guys that had started more than, you know, 10 games or so, five, 10 games. Uh, so I thought, uh, 
at the very least, NC State would control the line of scrimmage for the most part, and that would keep this maybe more of a low-scoring game. Uh, with Matt McKay's first road game, we didn't really know what to expect out of the offense, but I figured at the very least, at the minimum, the defense would show up and West Virginia would have some trouble scoring points. But uh, Hoops oops. indeed, yeah. <laughs> and that gets us to McKay. Um, I guess there's been some concern expressed about um, what his ceiling is. I, the one thing I'll say about him is, it was pretty clear to me, and I don't know about you, when Dave Doran picked him to be the starter, based on everything Dave Doran said, that the biggest reason for that was that he wasn't going to hurt you with turnovers and bad decisions, right? And that has mostly been true in terms of like not turning the football over, but just, I guess the accuracy has left something to be desired and the ability to stretch the field. It's early with that caveat being thrown out there, like, should there be concern for McKay down the road? Do you think we're going to see somebody else? That's definitely the question. I think that's on everybody's minds this week. And and you're absolutely right about uh, the decision process, I think, with, with deciding to go with Matt McKay. And he's, he's still yet to turn the ball over this season, which is great. Um, but I think definitely what we saw on Saturday was very much a West Virginia team that was not really even vaguely concerned about Matt McKay beating right. them over the top and that uh, it ended up being a, a very serious problem as the game wore on. Um, we know what he can do for sure. Um, they've run the ball with him more frequently so far than any time we've seen, uh, you know, with Ryan Finley or anything like that. They didn't bother with plays like that. So he can certainly help there. Uh, and he does. And, uh, you know, he's, he's definitely a pretty good decision maker, but the accuracy is not there yet. The execution, I think, uh, but it's one of those things that, you know, just with the lack of experience and, and I think partly it's just, there's not, it takes a while to yeah. get that timing, you know, with, with your receivers. So I think that partly that's, that's what we are seeing as well. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't think uh, they're going to make a change after this week. But uh, it's one of those things where if there's another struggle, say when yeah. they get to Florida State, I think they'll probably wait until then to to do anything. Yeah, that's probably true. And I mean, look, we always thought this year was going to be a rebuild. I mean, that was something that a lot of people said. The schedule seemed friendly enough to get to a bowl. I still think that's probably true. But um, maybe maybe they just weren't quite as far along as we thought they were based on what did you call Western Carolina after that after they beat them like a, a was like a bag of jelly or something <laughs> a pudding I mean a bunch of pudding not, yeah. not all that far from yeah. the truth so maybe 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 we thought they were a little further yeah. along than they actually were because they beat two bad teams but I don't know I guess it remains to be seen really it's just so hard to tell you know it's 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 not because it's not just who you play but how you how you beat them um so you can learn, I think, some things from the margin against bad teams. And in particular, the East Carolina game, I think we were all a little bit concerned that maybe that one might get a little interesting because clearly the Pirates gonna be, were going to be extremely upset after what happened last season and they actually have a <laughs> functional coach now. But uh, So that was like a pleasant surprise to me, that game, the way that went. And then, I mean, again, Western no. Carolina, yeah, you can't really learn anything from that. But not giving up a touchdown over the first two games was a pretty good sign for what we had hoped would be the strength of the team. And But, yeah, there's no doubt that the youth showed this weekend for sure and, and absolutely the the lack of, I think, leadership and experience in, in some key areas is is was a bit painful at times. Well, on the good side of things, um, before we move on, um, this will be out by the time this podcast is out, so I don't feel that badly about 
saying it um, ahead of time, but uh, Brenda Tracy and her Set the Expectation campaign, she came and talked at NC State this past spring. Um, she's a sexual assault uh, survivor. She's a rape survivor, gang rape survivor, and she is a victim's advocate. And um, she touched a lot of people when she was here, including James Smith Williams. And he's been like a really big advocate for her and getting getting this game here um, at NC State. And they're the first ACC school to have a set the expectation game. Vanderbilt's done it um, already. Some other schools have done it across the country, but I'm super happy that I cover a team that would have Brenda um, Brenda on campus and be active with her cause. And so, um, so that's a good thing for NC State. Um, and I'm excited. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, no, that's awesome. Um, and, and great. It's, it's really good to hear that uh, the kids are taking the lead on that one. Um, and and just kind of going about setting that up themselves. And I'm glad to hear that Brenda's talk had a had a significant impact on them because obviously it's very important that they're receptive and that they're listening. And you know that's that's where you just kind of have to to start things. So that that's great that that the football program is doing that. You hesitate to say anybody is or isn't a, a good person nowadays, but uh, James Smith Williams definitely a good dude. So um, well. <laughs> Carolina Wake. That happened. Friday night football. Someone decided Friday night football was a good idea. Uh, apparently, that's like all Wake plays on is Fridays. <laughs> um, it, it's a, that was a weird game um, that I didn't see a whole lot of because I was at the Lizzo concert. Right on. Sorry. Well, that, no, that's, that's a I fair know. excuse, Lauren. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not. Well, I should. I shouldn't say sorry. Like, I'm not. I'm, I'm not that's actually right. sorry. No, no, you shouldn't be. <laughs> like, look, y'all aren't allowed to infringe on on my Friday nights now just because you've decided you want to take over a night of the week. Like, no, I'm not reserving that for football. That is my Saturday. Don't infringe upon my weekend any further. And thank you. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think like I was not at all surprised. Wake one. I'm sure you weren't either. Um, but no, the way it played out surprised me. Not because I think Carolina is like this dominant offensive force or anything, but um, I thought that this would be a little bit more of a shootout type of game, and it just wasn't. And I, I, I didn't think Carolina would have that much trouble against Wake's defense at all. But they, uh, the first half, they could not seem to move the football even a little bit. Welcome to college, freshman. That's what happens sometimes, you know. New quarterback, first year. That's, uh, but Sam Howell's been great. Yeah, but, you know that's that's um. I feel I felt like coming into this year that people were kind of sleeping on Wake Forest given what they brought back, particularly with Jamie Newman in particular um, at quarterback. It's it's a, come to a point where he's obviously one of the better quarterbacks in the league, um, and he's not even been a starter for that long. So, uh, and at this point, I think you could safely say that maybe Wake Forest is the third or fourth best team in the league. I don't. I've got them third right now in my top 25. I've got uh, Virginia uh, a step yeah. ahead of them and then Wake right there, mostly because I like Virginia's defense a little bit better. Well, a lot better. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. <laughs> but, but Wake's offense, I like way better. So there's that. If you could combine them, if only. <laughs> if only, you know? yeah. We could, we could build a top 25 team by combining a few squads here <laughs> in the league and then everything will be better. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get a whole lot worse. No, and, and I saw you tweeting about this, so I really I, I, and when I was looking into you know some of the post game coverage and whatnot, I am I, I can't with this. And I know the Carolina kids are just being honest when they're being asked about this, but like this whole like ready to play thing, like overlooking Wake Forest, blah 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 blah. I just, I just I I, I know. Like I said, I get that they're being honest, but like. And I, I love Greg Barnes at Inside Carolina, who I'm a big I'm a big fan of his writing in particular. Anyway, and he was he wrote that he was like uh, 
it's a confounding thing. He's like confounding that they would uh, that they would say something like that when they've won seven games since 2016. Like that they would say yeah. like, oh yeah, we were we were sleeping. We were sleeping on wake. It's like, well, why? Literally, why? Uh, and Mac Brown took them super seriously. That part you could tell. Mac Brown wasn't messing around. Like he was like, look, this team just killed Duke. Like they're really, really good. And Carol, I mean, so for Carolina players to be like, oh yeah, okay. I, I just like, where? Why? Why? Why would any? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. No, that, that's that's a definitely a, a confusing thing for me as a fan. Is one of those things where. I've heard this story too from back in the day, uh, some state players, like I think it was after we played at Boston College or something like that. They're like, man, it's just... Oh, the atmosphere Yeah, thing. it's just yeah. like, man, we didn't, uh, you know, it's a, it's an early afternoon game. There's nobody there. It's, it's quiet. We don't have, you know, it's hard to get your focus up for something like that, which I guess I understand. But at the same time, like, dude, you only play 12 games the entire year. Like, this is one of those 12 games. Like, this is the, this is it. There's nothing else. You got a whole week, and this is the one thing that you get to do the play. And it's like, just as a fan, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I mean, as a human being, like I guess I can see that it's kind of natural to have like that emotional, right? Kind of poor, not having that that build up. We saw. I mean, shoot, we just watched. I just watched NC State play uh, sleepwalk through two first quarters there at home against uh, some substandard teams. So, you know, I understand that there's like a like the human aspect, it's kind of hard sometimes to just to right. kind of coach yourself past your natural inclination. But yeah, I mean, especially playing on the road, uh, in-state rival, a good team. Um, and it, the crowd thing, I don't think was really, I, I didn't catch the game cause I was on a plane, but it, I seemed about 50, 50. I mean, it yeah. had to be, those games are always full, whether it's state or Carolina yeah. going there. Cause everybody's going to scoop up those tickets, but so, yes. so I, yeah, I'm with you. I, it's, it's confusing. Yeah. And I mean, I, like I started to say, OK, you know, I kind of get it. Like they don't have Wake doesn't have the sex appeal of like a Miami or a South Carolina. And then I realized I was saying that South Carolina had sex appeal. And I feel like I should just we should just move on, maybe because, <laughs> yeah, that's I don't know. I mean, look, I can say this, though. They got app next. If they, you know, you can't break out that excuse two weeks in a row like you just can't. No, so, no, definitely not. Uh, that would be very bad, like at this point. And I like App a lot, but I don't think they've, I don't think that they're quite the same team is at least like last year's App team, I don't think would have allowed Charlotte to put up 40 points. No, so. no, probably not. Um, probably not. <laughs> Although I will say, uh, in a, just a, as an aside for Eli Trinkwitz, I just, I got a little kick out of the fact that NC State ran a successful trick play over the weekend. And in my mind, I'm thinking, just joking, like, well, that's how you can tell that Eli Drinkwitz isn't here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Probably. <laughs> just just felt like, you know, oh, like, whenever Drinkwitz would call a trick play, it failed about 90, 95% yeah. of the time, it seemed like. But uh, Yeah, and, and like situationally, it would always be like, why? Yeah, you know, it's been <laughs> running the ball like 10 yards of carry for eight straight plays, and now it's first and goal. So let's run a double lateral pass. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! Now that just hurt my Panthers' sorry. feels. Let's. Ooh, sorry. Oh, okay. Ow! <laughs> it's too soon for me too. Ow! Ow! Okay, so that will leave us to Boston College. Speaking of ow, oh my God! I don't even know how that happens. Like I have you on, and that's partially because, like, yes, you guys also had a loss that made me scratch my head. This is a little bit beyond head scratching. Um, you can't do that, Steve Adazio. Like. There's no way he lasts the season, right? You can't lose to less. You can't let a less miles team put up 48 on you 
you can't lose by 20 plus to Kansas. You can't really lose to Kansas. No, absolutely right? not. Like just a lot of no-nos that happen as a, here. As a general yeah. policy guideline in life, it's it's a good idea to not lose to Kansas football. Uh, but yeah, my gosh, <laughs> I've looked at that box score and Kansas ran ball for over 300 yards and I'm thinking, what? Is this, was it, did this happen? <laughs> it's It's real. <laughs> It really happened. Just BC got outrushed by, and I, you know what? My thing for BC, like they did look pretty good against Virginia Tech, right? right? And you're like, okay, well, you know, maybe there's something here. But then, you know, you, the thing is, you have a Steve Dazio team that has to rely on its offense. And I've been saying it, like, that's terrifying. It has to be terrifying for every Boston College fan. And I think it probably came home to roost a little bit in this one. But still, like, I just. There's so much inexplicable about this game. Like, I feel like Steve Adazio could have just literally slept on the sideline and, and they still might have or should have won that game. And I don't I don't understand what's happening. Is Kansas good? I don't understand. I don't know. This that's, is so confusing. Very, yeah, that's that's the fun part of this. Oh, time they just of year. lost to Coastal yeah, Carolina. Right. That's the fun part like, of this time of year. There's all this conflicting information and you have no idea who's what's what. <laughs> what. <laughs> no, you know what? You're right. Like this is I feel like week three was very much like a wait. You did this, but then you did this? You know, how? It, it was very much like a WTF type weekend, I feel like, in a lot of instances. Um, I BC fans are so despondent that when I did a Twitter search for Steve Adazio, uh, spoiler alert, don't do that. <laughs> um, uh, I saw one fan saying he'd rather have Al Golden. Ouch. Uh, I feel like that's, that's something he might want to walk back. Unfortunate, but, yeah. you know, I. There, there is like a sentiment like, oh, BC fans should expect, you know, what do they expect? They can't expect better than what Steve Adazio has given them. And like, okay, record-wise, maybe, right? But yeah, there's always at least one of these a year for yeah. BC where you just go, it's what? Just, it's just gross. <laughs> and it's to me, this is it gets to the to larger problem with Adazio is that he's just not recruiting very well in it. I mean, he's right. a good coach, clearly. They're, you know, if they're gonna win seven games every year that's not the worst thing in the world but uh yeah i mean it's it's hard to have to deal with these losses every year and and when you have a team that loses games like this it's also indicative of a team that doesn't really have much of a ceiling to it because of said recruiting so i don't know i i completely would understand getting frustrated with that after a certain point i feel like i finally understand what the ceiling is the roof means <laughs> Does it have something? Is that something to do with Steve Adazio's head? I don't know. Ooh, maybe, May, or just like the ceiling is the roof, and it's like you can't go any yeah. further than your seven, maybe eight win season. That's that's your it's your ceiling and your roof. Maybe the guy that is was pining for Al Golden just wants a head coach that has some hair. I didn't, you know, that could be it. There, it could be yeah. it. Maybe he just wants to see like is Al Golden that sweaty yeah. or was it just the Miami humidity? Right? Yeah. Just so Well, he looks like he knows what he's doing. He's wearing a suit and tie over there all the time. So Oh my God. <laughs> I it still looked like a six year old forced to dress up for church. <laughs> just ridiculously looking. It was it, it's I hated that so much because I was like, he thinks he looks like dapper and professional, but really he looks like a little boy. I, I felt like, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. made him look super childish to me. Well, the, the coaching would do that, uh, just kind of transfers that idea onto it, just that the child is coaching. That's yeah. true. Oh, we got more fails because, you know, oh, Pitt. 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 You could argue that Pittsburgh actually had the most impressive performance of the weekend, even in losing, supposedly, just by like, keeping it close. I was going to say, 
both in the way they lost and like the way their defense played and in how spectacularly bad that decision was. <laughs> like both both were certainly uh probably the top of the weekend for a bit. Like what oh my god, Steve Narduzzi. Wow. I still think he's like the coach with the Z in his last name who's uh likeliest to keep his well, job. You just called him Steve though, just for the record. Oh, I called him Steve. <laughs> oh my God. This is what You're stuck on Adazio over there. Pat. Yeah. <laughs> he he I, you know what though? I do feel like he looks more like a Steve than a Pat. And it's he could, weird. He could be but, a Steve. We could just make this a theme throughout the entire podcast. I mean, if he's gonna not understand what two scores means, I can get his name wrong. I just I when I read his quote, I, I I'm still in shock. Like I'm like, what? I'm sorry. So for the record, if you missed it, which I can't imagine you did, uh, they're down seven. They got fourth and one from the one yard line, um, with like what about five minutes yep. left, and he elected to kick a field goal, which, by the way, Pitt missed. <laughs> um, I just. Like, uh, I, I don't even have words to uh, to articulate how much I don't understand why he did that. Football coach. Like, I, I try to. Yeah. I'm really trying. I, I am. Like, I do understand it on a certain level. Like, you want to trust your defense. Like, but you no, know, I don't. Okay. No, no, I stop don't. that. <laughs> Bad. No. I, I'm, no. I'm, I literally am just trying to understand. <laughs> why he would do that because i don't know like you're <sighs> playing with house money on the road man let's go <laughs> well but it's like you really you're sure with the way your offense is played you're, you're really sure that you're gonna get the ball back and march right back down i i don't <laughs> and and the thing is even if you make the field goal you still need a touchdown right <laughs> Like, it's just, it's utterly inexplicable. I don't. <laughs> Coaches are great at doing the abstract thing where it doesn't matter anything of what's happened up to that point. So it's like, yeah, we, we'll get the ball back. We'll score a touchdown, even though that's, you know, improbable given our performance all day. But that's just a fun thought, you know, that hits your brain. It's like, yeah, we can do that. We'll do that. We'll do it later. I don't really want a touchdown right now. <laughs> we'll do it we'll later. Just, I'm we'll tired. We'll cut it off. <laughs> I'm so tired. Yeah. I don't want to score a touchdown. All right this now. thinking has gotten me all tired. Gosh. I mean, he does sort of strike me as that type of coach where it's like, but it's weird. Defensively, he's always been known as having like a great defensive mind. And I do think he finally has the defense that we expected him to have at Pitt for so long. His defense has been trash until this year. Um, and I think he might actually really have a good defense now, but, you know, got to get out. I, you know what it reminds me? That I shouldn't have been all that shocked that this coach never beat Larry Fedora. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's. Uh, I you know it actually just depresses me to talk about this this whole situation. Just to think about it is is making me angry. Frankly, <laughs> I'm not even a Pittsburgh yes. fan. It's like, come on. Yeah, don't search for his name either. By the way. Right. Or do, actually. You know, <laughs> it was funny because somebody, a Penn State fan, I think, saw it and it was like, it's weird. I think that we're all, we're both equally united in our hatred of, of that stupid decision. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> and they wanted to win the game, but they're like, not like this. Jesus, no. this is embarrassing. Right. I mean, come <laughs> on. Embar- on that, on that note, I did want to, I, I did think of you on Saturday. Uh, it was like late in the first half. I think 
uh, West Virginia had a fourth. It was like fourth and five or so. They were on. They were in plus territory. It was maybe a few minutes left in the half, but uh, they were uh, not only forced to punt. They were forced to take a delay a game and then punt. Um, Lauren, just just, oh just FYI, there. that's what they did. And then actually, NC State got the ball and then went about ninety five yards and scored a touchdown to take the lead. So that was kind of funny. But uh, <laughs> the, foot, the football gods are just yeah. sometimes they really are. And they punished Pat Narduzzi and they punished West Virginia for that decision. And I just, yeah, no, I'm glad you thought of me because stop it and just stop saying forced upon. You know, like you're literally, right. you're never, forced no, it's, it's always a decision. It's exactly. Yeah. Especially when it's, you know, a fourth and manageable situation and you go out there and pretend it, you do the thing where you pretend to try to draw the other team off sides and just take the five yards. Nobody's forcing you to do that. Nobody's forcing you to make that terrible decision. <laughs> Own your decisions, your terrible decisions. I just, yeah. And NFL's worse about this, by the way. Like, their broadcasters act like it's a crazy phenomenon that a coach would go for a fourth down, even when it's completely the mathematically sound decision. Meanwhile, like, when a coach goes for two to win a game on the road as opposed to just going to overtime, they're like, oh, yeah, you got to get the win on the road. And I'm like, wait, why is that accepted conventional <laughs> wisdom and the other one isn't? Can someone answer no, that for me? Is there some math I've missed there that like it is likelier to like that you're oh, I, I I can't. That's not to say I necessarily disagree with the other. I just don't understand why one risk right. is acceptable yeah, and the other one is. It's isn't. funny why those are never correlated. Like a, you would think logically that one would <sighs> suggest that the other would be okay, but you know. These it gives me yeah, a headache. Just, that's why I try to limit my exposure to the NFL, Lauren. It's a uh, there's too much going on well, there. You know what? <clears throat> You're the smart one. You're the smart one. All it does is hurt me. Uh, speaking of hurt, Georgia Tech. Oh boy, yikes! Well, I'll tell you what. It's it was a good weekend to to have a a confusing and bad loss because it's a complete across the board misery loves company type of weekend. So it was nice to get up on or to check the box scores later Saturday and just start to feel better looking at things like, for example, the Georgia Tech final score. I mean. To be fair to Georgia Tech, obviously, A, like we know that's a complete rebuild, but Citadel is not great. It's not like they're a frisky FCS team. Um, and Georgia Tech just beat South Florida, albeit in hideous fashion, but they did it. Right. So, I, you know, I think it was reasonable to assume that maybe it would look a little uh, smoother against an option team. And no, people, Paul Johnson was not somewhere cackling because he coached a lot of these kids and he's not the devil. Right, exactly. Right? There like, you go. Yes. <laughs> like, I get that it's funny and ha ha ha, but it's it's not. No, he, he no, he likes these kids. He doesn't want them to lose, especially to the Citadel. Especially um, not to a triple yeah. option team. That would be just way too funny. <laughs> I mean, okay. Do I think he may have had a small moment of amusement Maybe a little, at that? Yeah. Just a just a smidge. A little, just a smidge. A little. But, he probably made some smart alecky comment about like, okay, ATL, and then <laughs> moved on about his day. <laughs> Since he was always so like roasted for not being more yeah. you know, ATL centric right. or whatever. But Paul was who he was. I miss him every day. I really do. I do too, especially compared to Jeff Collins, who's like the uh polar opposite in terms of his like Marianne Williamson energy. Just his. We don't have depth charts here, you know. That that we have like the top, our top eight safeties above the line stands for ATL. Do you get it? <laughs> when someone told me that, because I was like, it's called the above the line chart. That's weird. And then someone, uh, uh, I won't name someone who told me it was like above the line equals ATL, and I almost threw my laptop. 
and just was like, dude, <laughs> we get it. Um, they'll they'll be they'll be okay. I mean, at, by the end of the year, they'll get better. I guess Possibly. their offense is going to be a hot hot mess, though. Yes, yeah. No. Like yeah. you'd obviously rather get them now, right? You know. Yeah. Unfortunately, NC State does not get them till November. So, alas. Yeah, I know. I had that thought when I looked at state schedule too, because yeah, that's probably when you don't want to get them. But, um, uh, but this could just yeah, so this that, could just roll downhill into a bigger and bigger disaster. I honestly can't tell with Jeff Collins at this point. He seems like when it, just with the way he, I don't want to say that I definitely dislike Jeff Collins a lot already, but I kind of do. But uh, you see, I can't. Yeah, I can't tell yet either. He just feels very try. He has a very try hard energy. Yeah, and I man, that's that type of thing is really something that that gets to me. But uh, it, it seems like he's maybe one of those guys where either he's got the he's clearly got he's a bit gimmicky. Let's just say. So either this this sure. either works out fabulously for Georgia Tech, or maybe it ends up being a huge disaster. Maybe there there might not be an in between with with somebody like this. Is basically what I'm saying. I don't know. Yeah, that that's true. That's that's probably true. And and the worst part about it, I guess, is it'll take years to know because of what he's going to have to blow up and put back together. But um, <laughs> uh, that gets us to uh, probably it's this is like our weekly becoming our weekly meh performance of the week. Uh, Virginia Tech. Yeah, they you they won. did it. So good for you. <laughs> You did it, boy! I think, and you also now have a transitive loss to Kansas. All right, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty, yeah. Jeez, um, <clears throat> talking about existential crises right here is Virginia Tech and Justin Fuente at this point. Uh, I think I think yeah. the faith is starting to to completely dissipate um, after last year, and of course there was all the the turmoil in the offseason with guys transferring. And did you read that story about? I think it was in the Athletic about, or maybe it was. I can't remember, but I think it was that side. Was it? I know that's the right. One yeah, and the one that was like the one that was like nothing to see here. Everything's fine, basically. And then, but the players were basically rooting for themselves to not win and go to a oh, bowl yeah, game yeah, yeah. like that. That so, yep. so they had all that going on, which is disconcerting. Number one, and then you know the other thing is they just don't appear to be making any sort of progress in general at this point with Fuente and. Uh, ah. <laughs> I'm surprised. I didn't think I thought that was a really good fit. And I, I don't know. I don't know what's gone wrong there. I don't know what's, you know, what the issue is, but it, it does not, as of right now, it does not appear to be working. I do know that he kept trotting out Ryan Willis again and again. And, and I know the fans weren't too happy about that because they feel like he's, uh, he's not playing all that well right now. Yeah. And, uh, not taking care of the football. I mean, they're, they're like leading the FBS in turnovers or something like that. Like they're up there and it's like, okay, at a certain point, you know, it's like the anti Dave Doran quarterback decision. It's like he, he picked the guy that turns it over the most for some. Yeah. Reason. He's just, he's just out here hemorrhaging the football everywhere. Just here, you take it. But yeah, I mean, that was like, right. what was it? Five turnovers at Boston college. And then um, what happened this weekend as well, just being down 14 to three at halftime. And, you know, I think I saw a tweet where people were just, like I'm done, like I'm leaving. You know, whatever happens, happens. I mean, I'm just I'm giving up, yeah, giving up on this game. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, because it was a game. Like it was like a three point game at that point, and people had just left. Yeah, so it just uh, there's a definitely was a, a palpable sense of disgust. I think with that performance, even though they won anyway, I don't think that actually winning that game did Justin Fuente any kind of favor. So we'll just have to we'll have to keep an eye on that one for sure this this year with how they end up. Um, maybe his seat is hotter than we thought. 
It's just going to make it all the more sad when they beat Virginia still. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'll just inexplicably, it, it might take a couple overtimes or whatever, but yeah, they'll they'll figure out a way. Oh, it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. It's no, going to happen. It's, especially now that it's going to be on the road and they're going to be like a 10-point underdog or something like that. It just, yeah. Oof. Hey, Louisville. Good for you guys. Thank you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> good, good. Good for you, Louisville, for, you know, mostly taking care of business. You know, I mean, Western Western Kentucky's a little frisky and uh, they were playing without their starting quarterback. Although, based on what I was seeing, some Louisville fans are like ready to see Malik Cunningham over Puma Pass. And the fact that you would want to bench someone named Puma Pass just makes me feel disappointed. But, you know, Puma I haven't. <laughs> Puma Pass. It's just fun to say that. It just, yeah. you know. it's so fun. <laughs> I mean, Puma obviously is the nickname, but still, like. I, what a great nickname that is. It's an awesome nickname. And like, how can you not be a quarterback if that's your last name? Definitely. You literally have to be. Although it, Puma Pass also reminds me of some like uh, treacherous, uh, like, mount, Ooh, like mountainous, a mountain range. Uh, like Lewis Ooh. and Clark. I think they went through Puma Pass on the way to, <laughs> to the West Coast there. But uh, so I feel like he should play for, he should transfer to Wyoming just just for my own my own sake. He, he should play for like Ooh, Wyoming or something. But uh, no, he's he's been, you know, they Louisville did a great job uh, weathering that, and hey, they're like the shining beacon of sanity after this weekend, apparently. So we'll take it. And I just I have to shout out Louisville for continuing to prove that Bobby Petrino was complete trash by actually trying at football this year. So thank you for wise that. decision, by the way, trying at football. Yeah, good yeah. move. Well, you know. It's almost like when you have a coach that's nice yeah, to you. That you like. You can go. That treats you like a human being. Invite, that lets you go to yeah, his office. Yeah, you can actually go to his office and stuff and, and all that. And maybe he's even recruited you for a brief minute. So that's cool. <laughs> what? Recruiting? Our coach is supposed to do that? No one told Bobby. He didn't Man, know. what a disaster. <laughs> yeah, that's. Although, to be fair to Bobby, like Bobby Petrino coached exactly how I would coach if I were Jimbo Fisher. Like at Texas A&M True. with that money. No, no doubt. Yeah. It would just, uh, I would just sit in my office and do Sudoku all the yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would be way too lazy to recruit. Recruiting is like boring. It's like, I don't know. Just pull up like the recruiting it's website. like, oh, I'm and- sorry. Are you going to pay me extra for that? Petrino, <laughs> 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 you could just look at it as like Petrino was just treating it as his, his retirement run or something like that. Uh, you know, I don't really want to go outside. Frankly, it's a little it's a little windy today. Um, don't it's a little don't dangerous for, for Bobby when he goes yeah. outside. There's cars, a lot of people walking around. Yeah, it's noisy. Yeah, don't care for it. I oh, I made the motorcycle joke. I had to, but <laughs> still, it's it's like the easiest thing to do, and I did it anyway. It's whatever. Uh, Miami. They won. I called this game the treat yourself game for Miami. That's right. Yes. Because like they were they were. Due, I mean, they yeah. played two really tough yep. games. Yeah, and it's like. Give them, Give them a, a freebie, nice little easy. You know, just let them have one. Get them started there. I, I, I've been talking about this all year, but I'm very uncomfortable with the fact that I actually like this Miami team and have nothing snarky to say about them. I, yeah, I mean, I like Manny Diaz quite a bit. I hope it works out for him. But uh, this year, I, th- I don't know what it's like to feel that way about a Miami I know, team. It's a little weird. I didn't even like Mark Richt until he's no longer. He was no longer coaching them. <laughs> I like Manny. I really like their quarterback. I like their defense. Like. I like this team. I might be crazy, but I do. They're they're actually fairly likable, which is definitely confusing. But uh, 
even with the turnover chain, even with the turnover chain, which is getting more and more obnoxious every year. But uh, <laughs> I, I kind of love it. But, you know, I also I think what I love almost more um, are like the super random turnover props. Like I almost appreciate those more in a way. I kind of appreciated FSU's turnover backpack. Yeah. Because I was like, what? Why? Sure. But also, OK, Why not? <laughs> I mean, it could be literally anything you want it to be. It could be a turnover pen. Right, sure. Like a, a turnover dead mouse. Why not? Just to, just dangle oh, it up on the sideline, freak everybody out. <clears throat> <laughs> that, I mean, that would work. I'm just a little disappointed like, that Florida State got rid of the backpack because it, I was going to start making a joke this year about their defensive line being the trapper keepers, but uh, that's not going to work anymore. So, oh, well. No. It was a bad um, joke to begin it, with, it, but. I didn't mind it. It's all right. It, 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 there was something there. There was, there was something there. But sorry, Willie ruined it. But Willie ruins a lot of things, and we'll get to him shortly. Uh, <laughs> oof. Uh, Duke played a game on Facebook, um, which was bananas. When I, the parts I watched were bananas, like the broadcast itself. They were reading comments. Makes sense. Sure. Why not? <laughs> they, they showed a picture of a guy whose avi was himself like a selfie of him with like a deer a mounted deer head in the background there's always that guy and i was just there's like always that guy <laughs> <laughs> they they read a comment from someone named like cheese man 58 and i was like this is wild <laughs> i was like i kind of want this on they had people vote on the way a challenge should go <laughs> I'm terrible. I was like, I both love and hate this in equal measure. I'm terribly sorry I missed this now. Dang. <laughs> you should be. It was nuts. Um, uh, Duke had an easier time in that game than I expected. I feel like I have to talk about Duke with you because for some reason I had more Duke football fans in my mentions than maybe ever because I didn't mention uh, Joe Ovius and I did not mention them in our panic room, which you can find at WRALsportsfan.com. <laughs> uh, this, this week, I mean, like, or uh, there are Duke football stories I've worked my butt off for like, weeks and and they're really good and they you know go up and they don't get any clicks and all of a sudden i have people wondering why we didn't talk duke football yeah. and i'm just honestly we forgot which you know kind of sums it up but also <laughs> like i don't i don't know they're just, I, 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 I forget I, about duke all the time we only play them once a decade for god's sakes it's like what, what, what they're just over there doing stuff i don't even know what colors are they wearing these days i don't even know <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, they look like the Colts, basically. That's the, that's what their uniforms look like. No, I mean, I just, I don't, I still don't know that we can say anything about Duke one way or the other. Like they got crushed by Alabama, like we thought they would. Eventually, after hanging around for a hot minute, they crushed a, you know, they they handily beat A and T, and then they play a good game in this one against Middle Tennessee State, and they like made easier work of Middle Tennessee State than Michigan did. But like, okay, I, I, I gotta see more a little bit before I make any like bold proclamations and. That's all. I mean, State and Carolina played games that I think tell us a little bit more about who who they are right now than Duke. That's all. So right. no offense, guys, and I'm glad you exist. Please read my content. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it, it, for, to what in one way you could look at it as just from a Duke perspective. It's like, hey, we we didn't make the headlines this weekend, so that's good. <laughs> good for us. <laughs> I just I my mind was honestly kind of blown. Like I was just like, what's happening right now? Um, but you know, if, if look, I mean, I've said this before. We you know, we here in the triangle get accused of being homers for all kinds of teams. All of them. The only one I think a lot of us would admit to being kind of a homer. Well, yes, all of them is actually the correct <laughs> answer. We want all of them to be good. It's our lives are way more interesting when that's the case. Um, but the, you know, if we, ha the closest answer is Duke because 
like we love David Cutcliffe so much and we could we would cover them all the time if we could and if it made sense, but it just doesn't make sure. sense. Sure. It's hard not um, to like cut and I, I dislike Duke immensely just for their whole general Dukeness. But yeah, it's hard not to like David Cutcliffe. <laughs> I mean, he's a great coach. They do, he's done a great job there. I think uh, as the years go by, it gets kind of taken for granted how good he's been there. But It's uh, ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's with the what they were and what they are now, it's crazy. But um, they just don't have the local fan base around here that the other schools do. It's just that's it is what it is. Um, Clemson's war machine rolls on. I people were like making a big deal about the Clemson Syracuse game, like, oh, I don't know. And yeah, I was like, I know, no, not, because yeah, I do know, yeah, not this time. <laughs> yeah, it's I get it that Syracuse has been surprisingly competitive against the Tigers the last couple of years, but yeah, this year just nah. I get the sense that Clemson is offended by teams that have um, kept it close against them recently, and they've wanted to make an example Fair. out of them. I would, I would probably feel the same if I were them. Yeah, like who are these jerks? What, are, what was this? They only won by a couple touchdowns last time. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and meanwhile, they're all wringing their hands about Trevor Lawrence, and it's like the epitome of the first world problem right. to have. Yep. But. No, spoiler alert, I think yeah, he'll be okay. I think he'll, he, um, he threw for like 400 yards on Saturday, so I think I think he'll be all right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know he's thrown some picks, but y'all also just won right. by 35. I think it's okay. You know, so, yeah. On the road against a team that won 10 games last year, so, you know, I could live with it. Yeah. And that gets us to uh, <laughs> what I guess did kind of live up to the billing as the game of the weekend. Um Florida State at Virginia. I did. That was the one that I thought was the most interesting going into the weekend for me because um, to me, it was a test of where's Virginia at. And you knew, you just kind of knew Florida State wasn't going to keep looking like a hot right. mess um, somehow too or another. Talent. Yeah, too and, much talent. So. Yeah, especially defensively. Like that was what I expected to see get corrected. And I, I mean, mostly it, it kind of did. Like they looked way better defensively than they looked the last, the first couple of weeks. I don't know if any of that's Virginia's offense too, but I thought they looked way better on defense than they had looked. Yep, absolutely. And uh, yeah, that, that would not have surprised me if Florida State won that game. Just, I mean, coming into the weekend. Just, well, they yeah, nearly I did. Mean, just yeah. going into the game, just knowing what, knowing what we knew leading up to it, it still wouldn't have surprised me. Right. If Florida State had turned around no, and me won neither. the game. But <clears throat> yet again, the, the painful, uh, set of circumstances that are the 2019 season continues for Florida state, which is just having a real rough time in, in Willie Taggart's second year. <laughs> Who do you think's like in more trouble Willie or Justin Fuente coming into this weekend? I would have said absolutely Willie Taggart, but now I, I kind yeah, I don't know. I kind of lean your way too. I think fans are more angry about Willie, but like Justin's ha Justin Fuentes had a little more he time. Has. That's that's the thing so. with him that's working against him is he's had the time to get his guys yeah. in there and set this thing up and just sort of the resignation that I saw from some people on Saturday, I feel like that's a that's a terrible sign. <laughs> Usually that's that's yeah. when the pitchforks start to come out after that that phase. So, uh we'll see. So, is F is FSU like do you think they're we're going to see a more competent FSU going forward, or was that like their last gasp, like you know their dying breath, so to speak? I I, I don't know what to think because we've seen we saw this from FSU some last year too, where it was like, oh, they're going to be kind of frisky and they're going to play well, and then the next week they would go out and get obliterated. Yeah, it's this is going to be the test of whether Taggart has that locker room or not. I think um, 
I guess we'll see in a, in a couple of weeks when NC State goes down there for one way or another. Uh, that's going to be a pretty pretty big that's litmus big one, test yeah. both, both ways there, I think. Um, but uh, I would not be yes. surprised if Florida State does, in fact, build on this and win and have a decent year. Um, I, I think for sure they're yeah. better than last year. It's hard. It would be hard to be worse than last year with that offensive line, as debilitating as it was um, last year. Um, so they've... They're definitely better as far as that goes. Um, just a matter of, <clears throat> I guess it's more of the the question mark is with Taggart and the kind of the off field locker room stuff. Is that is he going to be able to hold all that together at this point when he's you know if you come in and and you struggle out the gate, it's hard sometimes to get that buy in from everybody. So uh, we'll see where that goes. Well, I mean, if there's any positives to take, it's that Florida State official football twitter account and didn't, didn't tweet anything embarrassing oh they did get ratioed though oh dear god <laughs> <laughs> final from charlottesville 31 24 uva uh they have 611 responses 701 favorites 163 retweets Ouch. dear lord i'm not i am the hashtag i guess is has not changed from last year though that, unfortunately that- Hashtag do something. Do something. I it don't is under, so bad. That just makes no sense to me whatsoever. That's so easily mockable. Like you just got to change that. Just please. So easily mockable because whenever I hear it now or I see it, I'm like, I'm envisioning Willie being like, do something, and then like, oh no, not that. I should have been more specific. <laughs> yeah, no. no, no, do a good something. No, do a yeah. good thing. Do a Gosh. good thing, not a something, because something could All be kinds of whatever. Something is certainly what we've seen so far from yeah. Florida State. It's something. It certainly is. I guess they're also using a hashtag one tribe, which also has its own unfortunate connotation, but that's yeah, whatever. That, uh, <laughs> I just wouldn't, wouldn't touch that type of direction if it were me, but okay. <laughs> I, I, I do. Uh, I, I mean, they've gone, you know, a few days now without a social media incident. So that's a positive they can build on as well. Um, is Virginia good? I don't know yet. Sure. <laughs> like, what do you think? I don't, I know, I, I don't like, know. I, I feel like there's, on paper, there's a lot to like about Virginia. Um, and I like watching Bryce Perkins play, but when I, like, watch them, I just am never really overwhelmed. I don't know. I'm very, like, whelmed. Yeah. I'm not underwhelmed. I'm not overwhelmed. Yeah. I hear I'm you. just whelmed. Yeah, it's, uh, I think partly I it's also where it's, it's skewing our perceptions at this point because the rest of the league stinks so bad. So, watching, watching Virginia yeah. is like, they're functional. That's good, right? You know, they're, they're kind of okay. They're pretty good. I, I don't think that's the top 25. I don't know. Maybe they are, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're in mine because I well, just feel like. It. I would say they've earned you know, it based on the results. Yeah. I just don't. But I don't disagree yeah. with what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, I have Wake yeah. in mind too. I'm a, I'm a, and I don't know if they are, but I think their results are better than some of the other teams that are in sure. there ahead yeah, of them. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I I mean, I know Cal beat Washington, but they also like barely beat North Texas and UC right. Davis. And also they're so, absolutely yeah. eye-bleedingly unwatchable. So, Oh my God. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> I don't think we have a team like that in the no, league this year. Thankfully, you know, it's, it, you know, as, as mediocre as it's all looking, at least there's a lot of fun things to look at at the same time. <laughs> ACC football. We won't make your eyes right. bleed. <laughs> You're welcome for that one, John Swafford. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll get you out of here on this. Steven, thanks so Appreciate much. Appreciate it.